0: the best-hitting center fielder in all of Major League Baseball. Mike Trout? Did I hear Mike Trout? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. It'll be Pirates versus Cubs tonight at Wrigley Field. That's an 8.05 p.m. Eastern Time first pitch, beginning of a six-game road trip that'll next take the Pirates into Milwaukee. I'll be flying up to cover that series that probably will be for first place, you would imagine, looking at the math. Pirates are currently 34-30. and They are one game ahead of the Brewers with two games in hand. The answer is Jack Zawinski. In fact, the answer is Jack Zawinski by a pretty broad margin. He's currently got an 874 OPS. That is the best by far among regular center fielders. And that would impress me on its own merit. Trout, for the record, is 40 points back in OPS. Trout's having just another Trout season. But they're not measuring up to what Jack does, and yet I get the distinct sense, probably because I'll occasionally have it myself here, that we're not all that moved by what Jack does, because we also see those prolonged slumps of his. We also see those bad at bats that he continues to have against lefties, and it's enough to make you think – At any given moment, he could just flame out again and go back to the minors. But I'm going to give you one beacon of hope, let's call it, that Jack is, in fact, the authentic article, and that's going to point to his home run splits. And if that sounds overly simplistic in this age of advanced analytics, I don't care, because when you have the kind of splits That Jack had in 2022 as a rookie, and those hurt him so badly at different points over that summer, it's hard to erase. But Jack, last year, for anybody who forgot, 16 of his 19 home runs came at PNC Park, and almost all of them, not all of them, were over the Clemente wall, which... And that could be the kind of thing that would make you think, wow, if it wasn't for that wall being as close up as it is, even though it's 21 feet high, he wouldn't be able to pull this off anywhere else. He sure is lucky to be a bucko, right? Well, okay. Now take this further. Also in 2022, Jack hit 112 on the road And 282 at PNC Park, he was worse than Austin Hedges on the road. And he was just a phenomenal offensive player in Pittsburgh. All right, why am I bringing this up? Well, yeah, you can kind of guess this. Right now, Jack's got 13 home runs. That leads the Pirates. And by the way, it's the third most among center fielders in the majors. The leader only having two more. But of those 13 home runs, only five of them have been in Pittsburgh. What's more, his overall production has gone in reverse just as much. He's hitting 216 in Pittsburgh, 280 everywhere else. So I asked Jack after the game Sunday at PNC Park if he takes any solace in having some of these splits start to kind of balance themselves out a little bit. You. we got used to seeing you hit home runs here last year. How much is it meant to you that you've been putting them out especially You know what I mean? Just all we've about. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm just glad to basically take that wherever I go. You know, I mean, it just starts with the preparation. I'm grateful for the guys that have been working with me and helping, with, helping me basically every day as we, you know, trying to get better. And listen, that's great. Good for him, okay? You can tell that there's more of an ease uh, to his personality, to the way he carries himself, that was something that I'd first mentioned to you way back in the opening week of spring training in Bradenton, when I mentioned to you that he was joking around more, he was uh, being more of a an outgoing teammate, not that he was ever a bad teammate, but just more uh, engaging with others on the team, and he just seemed more like he was comfortable in his own skin. He did a lot of work in the offseason. He felt like he made some good changes to his mechanics and that he was going to come in ready to hit pitchers from both sides. He was going to be able to do it in ballparks, wherever. Well, he still isn't hitting lefties. I give Derek Shelton credit for leaving him out there to do that, especially in games where it's not all that critical, but he's not there yet. From the ballpark standpoint, I, I don't know how anybody could argue. In fact, I'm starting to wonder how anyone could look at Jack's trajectory, given that this is his first full season in the majors, and he's still only 24 years old, and that he pretty much bypassed AAA. He was sent back for a cup of coffee last summer, but that's it. This is a guy who looks like he is becoming, right before our eyes, a future fixture. For this franchise, there aren't many center fielders doing what Jack can do. Not for one season, let alone two. Let's never, ever, ever underestimate the unique effect of the home run, especially in a lineup that doesn't have a lot of that. Brian Reynolds will probably end up with 20. Kutch will be in the 20 range. Who knows what's going to happen with Carlos Santana. I don't know if Brian Hayes' thing is going to end up resulting in home runs. He's had a couple lately, this big tear. But you need this kid to come through. He's no longer optional. He's no longer where you look at him and say, yeah, but if he doesn't work out, we'll put G1 Bay out there or whatever. No, no. This kid's vital. When we come back, my friends, uh, in lieu of J1K, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit Project ChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. In lieu of a J-1Q today, and this is going to apply to all three Of this morning's daily shots, I want to share a few thoughts on Stan Saverin, who passed away last night at age 76. A lot of you will know I worked with Stan for a lot of years. What you won't know, and I'm going to share a story with you. Just like everybody's going to have a story today, whether you're a Steelers fan. Penguins fan, Pirates fan, a local college sports fan. Stan was all over everything, and he was everywhere, and he was accommodating to everyone. And I can take this back to my childhood, and I'm talking childhood here. My mother was, uh, my late mother was in the infancy of her own uh, radio career, Building up a folk music show and a following at a tiny little station that I believe still exists, AM in East McKeesport. Little building on a corner there. Uh, really distinct as you drive past it, but otherwise you wouldn't know it exists. And Stan was a young up and comer trying to build his brand in sports and doing quite well at it. No one's surprised, I'm sure, now. And my mom would come in every Sunday and she would do her show right after Stan was done. And Stan was such a gentleman, so accommodating, so helpful. My mother was English was her second language. And that made such an impression on me, like larger than life, because I'm going to repeat, this is way before Stan became Stan. He didn't have to have some kind of impression on anybody, not not my mom, not me, not any of the various people working in that small building. But that's exactly who he was. You can't fake it. You can't have it just kind of morph along the way. He was exactly that guy, working relentlessly and at the same time being kind and generous To others, you will hear so many different versions of this story in our city over the next few days as people remember what Stan meant, not just to the sports community, but to all of Pittsburgh. I watched him go from being that guy to being uh, the Stan and guy love the show, co-hosts who made the old KBL sports beat which was the only way a lot of us could see highlights or see interviews. Everything was done through that show or when Stan was on one of the various local uh, network affiliates. And each time it was with the same calm, level-headed, and respectful demeanor. This doubly applied, I always felt, and this impressed me maybe as much as anything about his career with the way he dealt with uh, talk show callers who, let's face it, okay, he wouldn't say this and I do, are not necessarily always the cream of society. And he always found a way to make all of them seemingly feel equal. So whether it was, Uh, me getting interviewed on Stan's show, which we would set up from all different locations. I'd be traveling somewhere with the penguins or the pirates, whatever, and he'd have me on remotely or those really, I'm not going to lie to you, uncomfortable situations where uh, I would be filling in on someone else's radio show. And Stan was supposed to be the guest and I'm interviewing Stan. And this just felt so wrong, right? (laughs) Like who am I to be interviewing this guy? Every time a piece of us passes, we're all the poorer for it. A piece of Pittsburgh has passed and stands sovereign. We're all the poorer for it. But as someone who believes in trying to, to find the sunnier side of things in life, I also believe that our sports culture in this city and our culture overall got really classed up by the omnipresence of stan saverin in our little world deepest condolences from me to the members of the saverin family we'll have another show tomorrow